right. Do you want to try a cold open? Do you want, we're, we're, uh, we're already talking. Like, we're already kind of doing it right oh, now. Oh, like, we'll kind wanna, of, like, have a conversation. You know when podcasts start, like, mid-conversation, and it already yeah, feels like you're we in talk a podcast? Yeah, what should we talk about? Can we talk about how, like, like yeah. what's the difference between, like, yeah, like Texas Roadhouse? Okay. Okay. You got Longhorn. Uh-huh. You got Outback. Okay, those are steakhouses? They're steakhouses. Okay. Why? Why steakhouse? Why are they? Why are they? Why are there so many? <laughs> um, I've never seen one. To, You've to never honest. seen one? We've got I've three on my street. These places before. <laughs> we 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 yeah. we tried to get okay. Uh, Julie wanted onion rings, and none of them yeah. fucking sell onion rings. Okay, so that that's that's the other steakhouses. So, so I think I think Outback made the bloomin' onion, and everybody else is trying to rip Heard it off. Heard that? All right, this is. I regret this. We should start the show. Welcome to our show. That was a good cold open. I think that was a good cold open, actually. Like, that's that a pretty good. We got, I just we got looked good at my combo. notes and it said Texas Roadhouse. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to rant about this. Uh, hello and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland. Uh, it's a bonus episode with me and Ryan again. We watch Critters and I'm your co-host, Denali. I said that that doing the, the intro like that felt weird. Um, I wasn't paying attention. And your name is? <laughs> I was looking out of the window. <laughs> This is fucked, man. This is fucked. We're, we're a mess without Jace. There's a car I don't recognize in my neighbor's yard. You're already becoming a homeowner. Uh, my name is Ryan. And welcome to the show, folks. We're a podcast normally consisting of three very good boys. Now it's just two good boys um, because Jace is in Japan. Congratulations, Jace. That's cool. Living out his fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> that Tokyo Drift <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> Be careful, bud. Yeah, he's in Japan right now. So Ryan and I decided to reconvene during this period um, and do another bonus episode to keep our widow babies fed. Uh, make sure you guys have uh, some nice yummy content to still eat right now. We're in the midst of our 10-episode, 10-movie 10 marathon of car movies. We're in the garage. We've done, like, I think six garage episodes thus far. Don't worry, guys. We'll, we'll finish it off. We'll go back to the garage. But right now, Ryan and I decided to do just a random fun movie that we've been both kind of been wanting to, to watch here. We, we mentioned in our TMNT bonus episode a little movie called critters uh it got me thinking i saw it on hbo and i was like maybe we should just do do critters all right it's a cult classic right have, have you, you ever have you, yeah. yeah have you seen it before i've seen it before okay uh, have you seen it? i thought it maybe in the teenage mutant yeah. ninja turtle episode i i said i had saw it but i don't think i've i don't think i've never seen this okay i've never seen a second of it great that's great i i think um, I, I might have been thinking of trolls too trolls too you mentioned that in tmnt you were like i think i'm getting really? it mixed up with troll which is so random. i've never seen trolls 2 i'm like why would you get it mixed up with trolls 2 am i thinking of like the animated movie like trolls world tour no like, no 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 like, no no, no. I, <laughs> okay, okay i think yeah. it's just like troll 2 is like a starring jennifer aniston as like this it's really terrible cheesy okay b movie man jennifer aniston was like leprechauns to trolls i saw amber and i went to see barbie last week Mm-hmm. And we saw like the trailer for Trolls Band Together, which I think is like the sixth Trolls movie. And we were watching it and we were like, are we missing like an enormous amount of Trolls lore? Because I had no idea what the fuck was happening. Like characters would troll appear. Season? Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, this is my build up to a, a Trolls season. <laughs> we just watched those. But yeah, Ryan, I, I've I've seen this movie. I was about like eight or nine years old when I saw it. My uh, My grandparents in Alaska, I was staying with them. And you know, like 
back then in gas stations, they would have like a movie rack sometimes, mm. like VHSs and, or a DVD rack. And they brought home Trolls 1 and Trolls 2. Or not. <laughs> they, brought home, uh, they brought home Critters 1 and Critters 2. And they were like, hey, this looks like a fun movie to watch. Like, oh, it's Critters. And they put it in the VHS tape. And I was fucking horrified. Wow, wow, wow. The humor does not come through when you're eight or nine. It's just like this snuff film you're watching with these like killer Furbies. Like I was so disturbed at my core, but I was also fascinated. And I watched it kind of continuously showing friends throughout my childhood and eventually realized it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> like it's not. Can yeah. I? Yeah. Can, can I dive into that real quick? Because yeah, you are not. This is this is the conundrum of you. Okay. From my perspective. Okay. Is that you are not a horror fan. But like, you, but you yeah. have this connection with horror movies that, like, if someone else suggests it, you'll be like, "Yeah, let's watch, let's watch that one. That's fucking weird." <laughs> I think I actually I like a lot of horror movies, and I think I like the experience of it. But sometimes I just cannot watch it. I think it's just because I'm just I have this like high anxiety personality. Sometimes yeah. when I watch an, a horror movie, it's too disturbing. Like my brain cannot be like, "This is entertainment." Like pure it's like, horror. Yeah, it's something that's like, it will fuck with me for a long time. And it's not even worth like the mental health bills okay. that I'll have to pay. So the um, more of the like Ari Aster, A24 movies. Yeah, that shit was, we, I mean, we even talked about it. We had to pivot from Midsummer because I yeah, just could not a, finish uh, yeah, it. Yeah, right. Um, I would, my recommendations would be, of course, I'm going to say the Friday the 13th series. Right. We should, we should watch one of them. Yeah. Specifically number six. Okay. Uh, Julie and I just watched Jason X, which is the number nice. 10. Yeah. So now we've seen all, we've seen all 12 and. That's the space one, right? Yeah. And I've there, there, there's one. a peak in the middle at number six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then it okay. slides back down. So I, number six is a comedy horror. I would recommend that. It reminds me a lot of this movie. Okay. What about movies like, and this is going to come up, Gremlins. Gremlins. Great. I mean, I think that's like supposed to be kind of a comedy horror, right? right? Like it's kind of a family film even. Yeah. Shit like that works. I mean, it's kind of like being lactose intolerant and you still like ice cream and pizza. Like you still can get enjoyment. But there's a certain point where you're just, it's going to be just the bad toilet time. And you're like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like me um, yes. plus Texas Roadhouse plus Six Flags last night. So yeah, that's, that's not a very good combo like i don't yeah. think i'd eat really anything before a six flags yeah and i have diagnosed yeah. ibs <laughs> okay <laughs> so don't do that <laughs> uh this movie though i think it rode that line where it's not gonna scare me too much and it's gonna be like just enough where it's gonna be interesting i think and it's gonna be fun and i think horror movies in my opinion should be at least a little fun to watch yes like i i think it shouldn't just be upsetting when you see it yeah like think <laughs> um, about I'll, think about like signs right Signs is pretty much like it's in the scary part of the horror category, mm -hmm. but there's like funny bits in it. Yeah, so I think this movie was was kind of a good thing, and I've seen four Critters movies. Like I, I, I rented them not not recently, but like at the time growing up, um, I would see like the continuation of these series because I was really into it at the time. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about last bonus episode with TMNT, New Line Cinema, kind of the big genre film, you know, like production house. Uh, they did Nightmare on Elm Street, like you'd mentioned, Evil Dead. Uh, this was kind of like another minor hit they did that's kind of like low budget. People seemed to kind of like it. It was weird. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out like almost right after that and then just popped them off like crazy. 
I think this is an interesting, interesting selection of their whole run, where it's like Evil Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street, House Party, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like Friday the 13th, The Mask, Critters. Like, it's just this. Like, we should know. do yeah. a new line season. A new line season, I think, would be incredibly sick. Or a lot also of these... just like every bonus F we do have to, has to be new line. Yeah. <laughs> It goes all the way until Shazam, I think, in 2019. Uh, but honestly, I'm looking through these and Is I'm like, Is that the one with all... uh, Shaq? No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> the one with Shaq, it's Kazam. Oh, okay. Kazam's the one with Shaq. I, I, I thought What's the same thing. What's the one thing. with Sinbad? No, isn't that a Mandela effect thing where he's in another movie called Kazam? Because <laughs> there was a Mandela effect that Sinbad was in Kazam. Um, There's a I movie where Sinbad's like a genie. Yeah, I know. I think, it, I think it was in like some episode or something. I don't know that one. All right. Lord of the Rings is in there. Horrible bosses. The Conjuring shit. It's it's a lot of bangers in here, guys. Damn. A lot of good genre. That's films. a. Th- I mean, you could have a library of just New Line. Yeah. And be fully satisfied with the whole array. Yeah, I don't think there's any misses in here. Even like '90s Mortal Kombat, like dude, that, that Austin one, Powers, yeah. like Blade, which I really want to see at some oh. point in our series. Vampires. Like, I might be low key wanting to pitch vampires or werewolves in a future season. Who knows? No spoilers. Um, let's get into the movie. I mean, critters. Do you want to do that? I can do the synopsis. You can do. I want to. I can do. Uh, I, you want to do the I'd rather you do it because you okay. know more about the movie. The Critters lore, of course. Uh, well, folks, Critters is a 1986 American sci-fi horror comedy film directed by Stephen Herrick in his directorial debut. Uh, I believe he made Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure later on, so he's he's made some he's made some bangers since then. But this movie is about these little guys. They're kind of like Furbies, except really mean, and they don't really talk a human language. And they're on like a prison asteroid, and they're called Krites. And they're like, oh, the Krites, they've been eating so much, we had to shoot them down like a vacuum tube. <laughs> and in the, in a really wild opening sequence, the Krites escape, they hijack like a, a spaceship, and they fly away to like the nearest planet. The prison place hires these two alien bounty hunters who are shapeshifters. Again, this, this intro is amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of vocab. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fucking world building. Uh, the critters land on Earth, onto a little farm in Kansas, Superman style. But instead of uh, growing up to be a strong, handsome man and saving the day, they're a little furballs eating everything. Uh, these guys, man, they eat a cow, they eat a boy, and that's kind of it. They kind of just take little little bites out of everybody else. And uh, the bounty hunters show up, and they're they're blowing shit up, man. They're, they're going nuts. And then there's this family... <laughs> who gets victimized by the critters. They're trying to survive, and it's just kind of this one wild night trying to survive the critters' attack, uh, teaming up with the bounty hunters, and and hijinks ensue. That's kind of like what Critters is. It's, there's not a lot, a whole lot of plot yeah. after that. I like movies that are kind of like one night Yeah. Movies. Yeah, I do too. Not, not. I'm not saying so much where there's no time jumps or there's no like multiple locations, but like this is really they're gonna get help in the morning. One night they have to survive, and that's actually I, I'm gonna throw it out there again. That's pretty much the Friday the Thirteenth, right? And uh, even Halloween. That's kind of like their motif, ironically, because of New Line. It's not the way the Nightmare on Elm Street works. So this, yeah, that's multiple nights. Like it's yeah. yeah. So this was. I, I could kind of guess how the movie was going to go, you know, and, and I was sort of, I, I lined up expectations and it broke my expectations in, in a couple notable ways. Same here. Yeah. And it's kind of like a siege movie. 
like where you're talking about like people are just trying to hold up right and just like withstand the attack it's also almost a faction movie oh fuck me okay yeah yeah i guess i guess it's a faction movie there's factions in here all right uh there's bounty hunters there's the cops and the family i guess and the critters critters. (laughs) and the critters um this movie like i said came out uh april 1986 Uh, i have a box office game here and since fun I'm going to beat Jace this time. It's just Ryan. Uh, I'm going to do it like this. So, Ryan, if you don't get it in three guesses, Jace gets it in absentia. Oh, (laughs) three guesses? I think three's fair, all right? So, uh, Jace has been on a good streak so far, but I think he broke it a few times here. So, let's see if you get it. April 1986. This movie did was like you know it was it was a moderate success. I think the budget was three million, which is wild, and it made thirteen million. Uh, it Whoa. opened like number thirteen that weekend on April eleventh. Number one that weekend was a certain movie. I don't know if I've ever heard of this movie. Oh great! It's a comedy starring Tom Hanks. The Burbs? It's not The Burbs. That's one guess. That's one guess. You got to be careful, Ryan, because usually you just you pop off from the hip here. All right, that you got two guess. more guesses. That was, I guess it was a good guess, okay? 1986. Hold uh, on, hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you another hint if you, if you don't want to. 86, yeah. Tom Hanks. I'm trying to think of like when in his career, like where yes. he was. He's young. Yeah, this is post the Dungeons and Dragons movie. He was in the Dungeons and Dragons movie? He was in an anti-Dungeons and Dragons movie. Like a, prop- like a Christian propaganda film. Oh my God, that's amazing. Like during the Satanic Panic? Okay, can I give you another hint? That's yeah, sure. that's a whole combo. Uh, this is pre big, you know the movie Big starring yeah. Tom Hanks. Okay, it's like, pre big. You didn't react, pre-big. so I was just I, I thought it was a good. Okay, uh, it's about young lovers who are house sitting the New York City apartment owned by a big thing. I'm gonna give you a better synopsis. It's <laughs> a young couple struggles to repair a hopelessly dilapidated house. Oh yeah, I know this movie. You know it. Okay, great. Yeah, I know this movie. I've yeah. seen it. Okay. I've seen this movie. Oh, man, what is it called? <laughs> it's got like a weird name. Uh-huh. It's, I would argue it's nothing to do really with a house. Yeah. Like, it's more of like a metaphor. Oh, man. Do you want a hint of one of the words? Does it? Co- does that cost me a guess? No. This okay. is tough. Like, Jace, yeah. you know, Jace is, is sitting it's, there it's, with it, the answer. The, 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 is the poster a floating hand, like ringing the doorbell? Um, no, no, it's, it's not that. The poster is like a couple sitting on like a sideways house. I'm pretty sure you're looking at the wrong movie. Okay. If you're looking <laughs> yeah, at the I'm movie, looking at I'm the wrong of. movie. Okay. There's a movie coming out starring Paul Dano that has one of the words in this title. Paul, you think I'm up to date on Paul <laughs> you know, Dano's Paul, he's a great actor. Filmography? Yeah, but like, I'm not, I don't know what he's in. I know who, what he was in. He's gonna be in. He's not like Leo where I'm aware that like Killers of the Flower and Moon. Okay. It has the word money in it. Oh, it's money trap. That's one guess. You have one more money guess pit. remaining. That's, you got it. <laughs> it's the money pit. Second movie here. Number two. Can you guess what movie was number two this weekend? 1986. I'll give you a hint. It's a sequel to a beloved franchise. Is Tom Hanks the, in it? The second sequel. Tom Hanks is not in this. Actually, okay, so I can no, be on Tom Hanks' filmography? Yeah, you can do that. That's that's fine. This movie is an ensemble cast. An ensemble cast from got the Bob, 80s. Got Bobcat Goldthwait in it. Is this a Mad Lib? It's not Mad Lib. Sean Weatherly, Leslie Easterbrook. Who the fuck are those people? Okay. Um, so Sean, Sean William Scott in uh-huh. Lethal Weapon is a member of the, you might say he's a cop. He is a cop. Force. So what? 
Okay, yeah, yeah, so great. What's like a beloved franchise that may be oh, in that uh, realm? Live PD. That's one guess, no. Alaskan State Troopers. Alaska State, State Troopers. Yeah. That's not a movie. All right. Chips. Chips? It's not Chips. It's Police Academy 3. That's a point for Jace. Jesus Christ. All right, last. I'm not going to know that. I'm sorry I don't <laughs> keep up with Bobcat Goldthwait's like, appearances. Listen, these are big movies. You got to know this shit. If we're going to have a movie podcast. All right, question three. All right, you, you and Jace are tied. This is a tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, what's the movie? <laughs> the third movie. The third movie in Boy, April of 1986. If you, if you get this one. Okay. All right. It's based on a true story. It actually stars Robert Redford and Meryl Streep. This is this looks like kind of like a you know a big, uh, big tentpole drama here. Yeah, this is called Lions Out of Africa. That's so close. No, it's not it. Is it Lions in Africa? <laughs> That's a second guess. All right, think carefully, Ryan. You, I don't know how you're so close and you don't have it. Like, what is happening right now? Do you know this movie? You seem like you know yeah. this movie. Okay, I just don't know. The, in, I just don't know the name of it. In 20th century colonial Kenya. A D- Danish baroness plantation yeah. owner has passionate love affair what the with the free spirit. It's called Out of Africa? What is it called? That's it. It's out of Africa. Okay. You got it. You got it. All right. Ryan, Ryan barely fucking wins against Jace in absentia. That Wait, was so I, knew, I, knew that I knew Out of Africa? <laughs> <laughs> extremely close. How do I barely win, but I know, what, I know what movie you're talking about. I just don't remember the name of it. You actually know some of these movies. I, I've never even heard of these. So give yourself some credit, Ryan. Congratulations. Can, can I let you in on a little secret? Yeah. Me and Julie did a pre GBGBs. Like this was like literally probably nine years ago. We mm-hmm. did a uh, attempted Tom Hanks career watch. Mm. So so you knew about the money pit because money of pit. that. That's amazing. Listen, if Julie ever wants to come on and do a, a Tom Hanks season, I'm trying. Welcome to. Or you guys can do a side a side uh, bonus episode yeah. <laughs> on Tom Hanks movies. That's that's cool too. Um, great. Well. This movie, like we said, opens with a prison asteroid. Amazing set piece. Also, <laughs> amazing, like unnecessarily like, amazing plot. Yeah. Right. Th- think about the movie Tremors, okay. which is very similar to this movie. They're just like, yeah, this worm is under the dirt, right? Yeah. But this movie is like, okay, so there's an entirely separate society in space. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a prison asteroid, and they've got troop transports. And a troop transport is transporting these little rambunctious critters. And yeah. the creators like get loose on it. They hijack the the transport and they haul to like the nearest star system that supports life because they're hungry. And they land crash land on Earth and they start terrorizing this family. And so the prison asteroid calls in these two bounty hunters. And these bounty hunters have reputations in the in the space world for being kind of a little bit too rough. And they blow up yeah. half the town. And so they send them down to Earth and they can shape shift in their green little blob faces. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like that's amazing, and the costumes are like Star Wars style. They're all practical, yeah. obviously. Like and it's like an actual sci-fi. There's it's, a whole spaceship interlude. Like they're, they're for twenty minutes. This and, is a cross yeah. between Star Trek, Star Wars, <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they did not need to do this at all. They just they just needed to have ship crashing on the planet on on Earth. That's it. It, it could have been because like boom, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, was like a kind of like almost like a spinoff where they took like one character and like did a plot line devoted to that character. This could have easily been something like that. This could have right. easily been like Guardians of the Galaxy four. Sometimes you just <laughs> gotta pay the 
Pay the bills. But I think they put a little more work in here, a little more love. The writer for this film, he claims like he did not copy Gremlins. Like he was not doing the little monsters thing. He said he had this in production for a while. But the opening scene, they'll have lines like, let me review my advanced notice cube. Like they have these like inventions. There's all this world building. The bounty hunter intro, just that shot where the door opens up. You have these green glowing heads and the light shooting behind them. We were just like, fuck, this is sick. I think if they had a bigger budget and they <laughs> want to do this in a not Kansas farmhouse, that would be like really dope. Yeah. Is, is, is there a Critters sequel that's not set? Like, did, did they go the Tremors route where like everything is the same? So uh, I've never seen Tremors, full disclosure. <gasps> I, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. I, I started Tremors 1 and it just wasn't a good time and I, I had to stop it. You know, it wasn't like one of those settings where I was in the right mindset. But Critters, like Critters 2, they go into the actual town. So it's like now they're in a small town with multiple residences, multiple like storefronts. And then Critters 3 is when they go to the big city. And then then, then it kind of like expands. Um, so they, they raise the stakes. It's like Leprechaun, you know, he, he goes into different, different settings. <laughs> Um, David Newman did the score for this. They actually had some real names attached to this. And the cast, too, is is actually like some legit character actors in here Yeah, the as mom well. from E.T. Yeah, uh, D. Wallace, um, yeah. I believe. And then Scott Grimes, who's in Band of Brothers. Like, this, I think is his first role. Um, fun fact, Critters 3 is Leonardo DiCaprio's first role. Oh! Uh, so this this franchise spawned a lot of, <laughs> a lot of careers. But I also, like... The opening scene with the bounty hunters, they're, they're kind of on the way to follow the Krites. You see them kind of sitting there with their consoles. And like, you already get this characterization where the, the boss guy's like, okay, guys, I hope you be less destructive this time because last time you guys, and he just turns the thing off and just like moves the screen out of his mm -hmm. face. And you're already, you're, you can already know you're like, these guys are badasses. There's personality. Mm -hmm. They haven't, they haven't said a word. They literally don't have faces, but yeah. they have personalities. Like number one, that's good writing. And number two, like completely unnecessary. Right. Like most people, they're like, we need to write this script. It's low budget and it needs to be really tight. Therefore, mm -hmm. these characters have to like, you have to have efficient, effective ways of building, you know, a, a connection to the audience. This movie was like, why if they just didn't fucking talk? <laughs> they're just cool dudes. They're like two doom guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's a good, that's a good. And they're kind of watching these like weird TV screens in front of their eyeballs to kind of see what faces they want yeah, to be like, like absorbing. Yeah, like American culture. And one of them just stops on this like amazing music video that's made up just for the movie. I'll try to play like a clip of the song at the end of the episode. But it's like Power of the Night by Johnny Steele, which is a fake 80s hair metal song. And he looks at this this like rock star and then takes his face so, like, this rock star actor is, like, now the bounty hunter actor, which I think is fun to see in the movie like as they that. change faces. Yeah, very Terminator yeah. 2-esque. And I just really liked that whole intro. Like, Amber was kind of, was watching this with me, and she was just like, this is a lot better than I was expecting. Uh, and you kind of flash forward, you kind of get this family sequence, which I think was was pretty well done. Uh, randomly, you see Billy Zane at, like, a really early point in really his career. Really early. Yeah, I didn't pre even recognize him. This is pre-Twin Peaks. And you just kind of see them interacting. It's like a really just like the dad is like this classic 50s ideal of like, well, son, you better buck up. Yeah. And like, you know, what did he say? Uh, what, did, what did he say? You better like, go gonna... do your homework. I'm going to skin you and boil your bones or something like that. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dad. And this kid, granted, is a domestic terrorist. You see him in his room, and he has just, like, all these explosives and, like, TNT lined up. And this kid's, like, a menace. And he's hanging out with this guy named Charlie. 
I guess, who's one of the writers, I believe, from the movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I guess the actor who plays Charlie was coaxed into playing the role just because they were like, hey, come on, man, like, you're our buddy, let's let's have you in this movie. He's normally, like, a writer, and Charlie is kind of like this UFO conspiracy theorist yeah. back in the 80s, which I'm imagining was, like, a very lonely, not-so-fun thing. Like, like, today, to be a UFO conspiracy theorist, you have this huge support network. Pre-X-Files. Right, right. You're, you're, you're kind of like an outcast. Um, but he says he's getting something through his fillings, and he thinks something's coming. And the critters, they uh, they crash, and they do this like sequence where they're like doing a status report like they're actually engineers. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> so are. They're like really an intelligent fun. species. Yeah. And it makes you wonder like how their society functions, because they have this, this thing with munchies where they have to constantly be eating, and they're like obsessed with getting food, and they're kind of like little rascals, but they're smart enough to like fix and repair shit, and they're like running like a status report across like their ship systems. Yeah. The so the critters, they're the villains, right? Yeah. But we weirdly get these like scenes from the critters' perspective where like there isn't a human observing this happen. And so this movie is kind of breaks the horror trope of that. And it's just like, oh, there's a normal scene, you gotta like learn the critters' personalities and oh they're yeah. oh yeah, they're kinda hungry. Hmm, food, yeah. And <laughs> those scenes normally are used as like setup. If you if you get in a horror movie and you get something from the villain's perspective, it needs to be like this is why they're going after this victim, or like yeah. this is them observing the victim, and you kind of see like a point of view, and there's the kind of the shake, the camera kind of maybe is rocking back and forth, and going you hear breathing, and like uh, sometimes you get shots like that. But in this movie, the critters are just like other characters, right? And I I really liked that because it made it there was like one. Well, there's there's multiple funny moments, but there's one like all time out of nowhere funny <laughs> moment in this. I wonder if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Yeah, and it's there because you have w- once that happened, the whole <laughs> history of the movie where like I was thinking like why are they giving us like why did why did they tell us that the critters speak language like why did they yeah, develop yeah. a subtitle system for critters why did they do this like why like why do we have individual critters that have different personalities yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it's all kind of like this a slow build to this moment where the critters <laughs> learn that the uh the humans have weapons they have yeah. a shotgun so they're they're on a farm and so the humans can fight back. And I don't really want to spoil it too much, but like I was dying at that scene where they realized that the humans could fight back. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like out Just... of left field, like I spilled like my drink and I was like pouring at the TV, like uh What's great is this movie's PG thirteen. And like we've discussed in many other episodes, like there is one use of a non-sexual, <laughs> like the word fuck, like you can use in a PG-13 movie. And they gave <laughs> I feel it like that critters. was the best. <laughs> That's like such a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I loved that scene. This movie was like funnier than I, I like expected. And like even the first kill where like, you know, the cop gets eaten by the critters. And it just the flash cut to the food disposal, the mom putting the yeah. food down the, the drain. This this movie's like really clever. Um, it's not like a schlocky. It is, but it's like they know it is. Unfortunately, I'm a huge Gremlins fan, mm-hmm. and Gremlins is pretty much a perfect movie to me. It's right on the ten out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. And to see a movie that's so similar to Gremlins, I'm not saying Gremlins is like right. this. Yeah. very unique thing that nobody else can you know come up with on their own independent creation or like 
nobody else deserves to take a shot at that idea. Yeah. But this movie is good enough to where I'm not upset that it exists as a Gremlins yeah. fan. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, oh yeah, the, the Gremlins have their own language. There's like there's like a five minute long bar scene where the Gremlins take over <laughs> a bar and it, they're getting served. And it's so yeah. funny. It, so Gremlins is much more of a comedy movie where the moments of horror really shine through. And this is much more of like a horror movie yeah. where the bits of comedy really shine through. Totally. I totally agree. Yeah. Because it is kind of scary when the critters actually make their first kills. Like our reaction was, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, it bites a dude's hand off. Like I didn't know that they had like somebody. the needle thing. Yeah. That's freaky. That made it way scarier. The the fact that they could get you from a distance with toxin because they're like predators. Yeah. They're like they're like the apex predator of their planet is is what the assumption is. God, I hope so. I mean, it's just right. <laughs> they roll into a ball. They shoot these things out of their spines, and it hits people in the neck. And it's like a numbing agent, and you fall to the ground, uh, and they they eat you alive, which is like wow, that's that's incredible. I um so on that too, I appreciated the conspiracy theory angle because there is this underpinning in like the ufoology conspiracy theories of especially of like the post roswell pre 9-11 kind of area mm. where like there's aliens among us and they do like horrific things to humans right right like th they hunt us for sport yeah, they can yeah. pick you up whenever they want and like they mutilate our cattle Right. So not only did they have the conspiracy character. Yeah. Because the hearing things in your teeth fillings has mm -hmm. been like a thing for a while since radio right. and teeth fillings. But then also the throw to the cattle mutilations. Yeah, that was in this movie. Like all those things I think were in this movie. I really like, like as, as a kind of a UFO guy, as, as kind of a Sasquatch, you know, cryptid guy. <laughs> I like nods that this isn't mm -hmm. some just Hollywood suit person making a movie about aliens this is like someone who's like <laughs> what if we like you know how aliens like mutilate those cattle let's do something yeah. with that they actually like knew about this shit and crap a little bit of stuff in pop culture and they were like yeah. yeah maybe this is an explanation for those things yeah and they do like winks to the camera like even um like to talk about pop culture like there was the et scene where like one of the critters eats the et head um, and they kind of just know they're in on the joke when the bounty hunters show up to the town i think is another really funny fish out of water thing like the bounty hunter grabbing the bar door and the whole thing just coming off and him walking in was just a great like physical comedy and they're holding like these leaf blower <laughs> guns or something and all they say is like we're here for the Christ and like it's in the middle of a church scene and they just immediately start shooting every piece of furniture that's yeah, in the they building. have like a charisma of zero <laughs> yeah. and I think it's interesting because it Reminds me of like the anthill theory okay. where other societies are aware of Earth, but they're just not interested in us because we, we're we not mm. technologically advanced. It's like we're not interesting to we're them, like just like anthills yeah. aren't interesting to us. Right. And this is like, fuck, they're forced to go down there and they're not <laughs> even worried about like, you know, the idea that we might think that they're gods from space. They're just like, yeah, we need the Christ. <laughs> we, we don't even know what those are. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't give a shit about you coming up to speed gradually. Yeah. It's kind of like an anti-Star Trek where yeah. they're just like, shut the fuck up. We're here for this and we're leaving <laughs> and we're going to do anything it takes in between point A and point B. They're like hijacking a cop car. The, this entire, whatever area they went to is completely fucked. Like, 
Yeah. They just annihilate everything. And it's, I don't, it, it led to some pretty funny, funny scenes. Like, there was one bowling ball scene where I think he was slightly interested in what it was. And he throws it like a baseball yeah, and right? shatters the... He, he just like, man. So when that, when that scene played, I was thinking, and this is, this is an example of good writing. Okay. Yeah. Because when he picked that bowling ball up, I was like, oh, maybe like each planet he goes to, he's he like, what's their form of entertainment? And and right. he, he comes here and he's like, oh, this is their form of entertainment. I wonder how this one works. Because he's seen so many other versions of sports. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> a normal movie wouldn't have me thinking those things. But the fact that I know that this bounty hunter has like had previous missions and stuff. Uh, when they get to a scene like that, it's only natural for the audience to start trying to fill in the blanks about what this wordless character is thinking. That's great. I love that element. Because you're wondering that too. You can feel that sense of mundanity like he has walking around in that place Um, even just like talking to people even talking to the kid where he's like hey my family's being attacked and they're like where are they i don't give a fuck yeah (laughs) the it reminds me of the adage that like a great sign of a of a great actor is that Mm -hmm. you can tell when they're thinking right and i'm not gonna say the world's best actor was in the movie critters but like (laughs) (laughs) you can tell when the bounty hunters are just like processing and they are like that like they're on the go they're from point point a to point b but you can also tell when they're not like and when they're like trying to digest information yeah and that was really cool it reminds me of i'm sorry brother okay reminds me of friday the 13th oh my god all right yeah okay when jason (laughs) does something or like something somebody does something around jason and he like kind of like cocks his head Mm -hmm. and you're like oh jason's thinking he's not just a mindless killing machine (laughs) uh terrence mann who plays johnny Steele in this movie who plays like the lead bounty bounty hunter hunter, yeah yeah i mean he he has a pretty good role in apple apple plus's uh foundation which is like a sci-fi show as as brother does that book um oh nice yeah so like uh i don't think he's in the book but like they have this new character who's like the older version of the emperor um And it's a really good role. Like, he does a really good job in it. I think he's just, like, a strange character actor that's kind of just been around forever. Um, But to get back to the critters here, they start getting large, which I think is hilarious and awesome. Um, But there's there's sequences where they roll into a ball, and they kind of chase after people in this movie. And I just loved that shit. That was, I think, one of the most horrifying things for me as a kid is imagining these, like, hundreds of fur balls just rolling towards me. And you're, like, running, and they just unroll, and they shoot these spikes at you. Um, I really liked those sequences. Yeah, it, I was surprised about how much they showed the critters, mm-hmm. right? And like Tremors tries to be this movie, maybe, and like it's not because the worms are not scary at all. Right. The worm, like, yes, the worms kill people and they eat them and stuff, but like they look like big maggots and they're right. they're not scary. So I was kind of expecting like they're gonna hide the budget, they're gonna put critters in the dark. And they're going to kind of like, maybe you can hear scurrying and stuff. And they're going to kind of like, um, I don't know, like maybe Pet cemetery it where like they, they jump out from under a bed and grab somebody. But their critters are actually like, they're like full, not quite to the extent of gremlins, because gremlins, that's like its whole shtick. But like, yeah, they're like real creations, like the little monsters are like real little puppets almost. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I... I didn't find the balls scary when the ball version scary. <laughs> I was eight, man. I know, I know. It's a different kid thing where you like you're like, oh, I couldn't run this, but like, yeah, that's the preferred version of the critters for me because I could just punt that sucker, <laughs> soccer style. Yeah, I mean, these critters were a little fragile too. I mean, there's there's this one scene where the critter is coming out of the shelf, which I loved, where you first kind of get a good look at him yeah, and you're yeah, not yeah. sure if it's a toy or not. 
Um, but there's that other scene where the where the kid throws a, like an M80 inside yeah. of his body and it just falls over and dies. Um, so you can kill these things, which leads to, I guess, the end of this movie. The bounty hunters have shown up and completely demolished the family's house at this point. The critters kidnap the, uh, I think, kind of the lead kid's sister uh, in this movie. And uh, she's, she's like, I guess, going to be their food or whatever. And, and they put her inside the UFO. And the kid and Charlie kind of go after this UFO. And he throws like a stick of dynamite that he invented <laughs> with like a bunch of fireworks. And Charlie throws a Molotov in there. But like, I also really appreciate it or not. Appre- I mean, the scene where the critters are flying the ship and they just as one last fuck you. <laughs> I forgot what they said. But like, they shoot a laser at the house and just like a nuclear detonation. Yeah. Like it was a big set piece. I don't know how they did that in real life. They must have exploded a real ass house. Yeah. Um, annihilates thing. And they all start laughing and they, they fly off and explode themselves because they stick a dynamite. Um, that was just amazing. Um, and at the end, I guess you have the aliens. They have like a moment with the kid, which I thought was nice. Like the aliens are kind of like, hey, kid, you showed gumption back there. And they give him like, I, I thought this was cool when I was like nine where he, he gives him like the cell phone. Yeah, a little bit of like initiation where like maybe the implication was when he comes of age, he can be a bounty hunter if he wants and contact them and get recruited (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Alien bounty hunter. I know you have like a tenth of our strength and you can't shift your face. We'll give you one of these leaf blower guns. Yeah. (laughs) You go around fucking up aliens. It's like men in black, dude. Yeah. And it reminded me of like the end of AVP, Alien vs. Predator, yeah. where uh, the, the Predator gives that lead character the spear and the, the markings. And he's like, he's just like, call me. And the kid presses a button, which reassembles his house. But alien technology, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, aliens, whatever. Puts the you know. cat in the mailbox. <laughs> That's funny. Aliens are funny. Uh, and like everything's great and back to normal. And Amber was, was kind of like, what about the Steve guy? Like the boyfriend who was... Billy Zane? Ripped ripped to shreds they did not care about him at all like they didn't care about him at all i think at one person or at one point someone was like what about steve because <laughs> <laughs> you see his corpse like he yeah, is ripped demolished. to shreds i think within an hour like the sister is like laughing again and like high-fiving and being like normal as if she didn't see him get eaten alive can we talk about the sister and billy zane situation because yeah. i spent a decent amount of my time Mm-hmm. Not uh, where you grew up, but in California, in rural California. Someone would say akin to rural Kansas. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about actual rural. I'm not talking about right, right. what you refer to as Northern California, which is like Sacramento Valley. But the the whole like, there's a high school girl and she's, there's this, there's this high school boy and they're like going on a drive at night and they're going to fool around in some barn. And that was like, I don't know, kind of refreshing that it wasn't this like creepy 22 year old matthew mcconaughey figure (laughs) that was interesting and it was i'm not gonna say i don't want to like i don't want you to conflate me saying like it is realistic but like it kind of gave me a small town vibe of like remember that billy zane's character was like a rich kid Mm -hmm. it reminded me that like every type of person can exist in this world there's a spectrum of personalities in this movie there's like the hard-ass dad who takes things really seriously and there's the little brother who's like logical and there's the mom who's concerned for everybody mm-hmm. but then like the teenage daughter is not this like helpless victim 
Mm-hmm. She's kind of yeah. also like a badass in her own right. And I, I really enjoyed that because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. why I enjoyed it. It's not as tropey, you know, it's yes, not as that, that, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, I got the same thing too. And I was also like, when I was watching it to mention the boyfriend thing, I was like, oh, please don't be 30. Please don't have a weird predatory thing. And I, I think I also kind of felt the same thing. I was like, oh, they're just both teenagers. Fine. Okay, great. Yeah, go, like, go ahead. Don't need Who to. Cares? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was concerned because so. they lit a kerosene lamp in the hayloft. Oh, not a good, not a good move. Uh, and also like, no, I thought it was going to be Chekhov's lamp. I thought that lamp was going to yeah. fall over and light the whole and it didn't happen. Uh, with in a, in a movie with tons of fires, I, I was just like, "Wow!" Right. Okay. Um. Anyways, movie ends with critter eggs. Uh, they're they're back. Craig's they're gonna they're gonna come back. Craig's. <laughs> it's Craig's. Uh, do we want to get into the to the meters, the critometer, <sighs> the crit? How critters was this movie? How many? Um. I'm. I can do that. I, I can do that because yeah. of expectations. I think depending on how you view this movie i watch a lot of creature features as well not just slashers so yeah i kind of expected this to be more of a creature feature where there's a one one or two bad monsters and you have to like overcome them and like your the town is terrorized and it kind of goes from house to house and you eventually someone's on the case and they know about them and they have to find out the weakness before the monster gets to the whatever MacGuffin is set up. And I was kind of relieved to know this was more of like a now it seems stereotypical, but more of like a Tremors type movie, even almost like Terminator style movie where like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty, pretty narrowly focused. I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was, but that's going to harm it in this respect because that means it it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's not a stereotypical movie for me for like what I look at, what I think of when I see the cover. And that's an endorsement for people who might be turned off from just a passing knowledge about what the movie's about or just seeing it on some streaming service. So I think I would, for the Critometer, I would probably go with a six because there's a lot of critters stuff yeah they hit they hit they hit critters they hit critters hard uh they're funny little guys and they eat uh but but it wasn't what i was expecting so i'll go with the it was better it was so much better than i was expecting okay i was expecting some leprechaun two stuff yeah yeah (laughs) i was doing six six critter balls out of ten i think for me okay the the movie's called critters so that's going to get a point there um screen time for critters there was a bunch. Those little guys, those little rascals. I think that was one of the first characters that they showed was a critter, a little critter arm driving the ship. Um, it had a big critter, which I think is hilarious. That's oh, going to get one point for me. The big critter. Yeah, the big guy. He kept getting big. <laughs> and he was the size of like a man. <laughs> this huge thing. I wanted to see him roll around. But I think in my critter meter, if we ever do a critter season, it's got to have a big critter in it. Well, uh, they eat a lot. Uh, it was a lot of critters eating. You get to see their whole body and face like a lot in this movie. Like you mentioned creature features. Even like the new like Gareth Edwards Godzilla, like kind of like to obscure the creature in a lot of these movies. Um, this movie really didn't do that, which is more critter content for me. So that's going to get another point here. I think for me, it's going to be an eight. I would say this is a critters movie. Um, you cannot argue that it's not a critters movie. I, I think there's a lot of scenes. There was some scenes. There's some plot lines without them. But it kind of still revolved around the critters needing to be taken care of. So, um, this is a Critters movie. <laughs> um, now for our movie meters, which is are separate from our, our, our critter separate, meters, of course. Concept. 
we always do this every episode. If this is your first episode, I'm really sorry. Also, it's thank so you confusing. For, yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you for thank joining your patronage. Us. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon and our YouTube channel. Um, hopefully, by now we have a Patreon. If you if you if like not, our vibe and you don't like it, don't want it ruined by Jace. Uh, yeah, watch. Uh, we got other. Listen to our Prey and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episodes. And then, if you don't like my vibe, you can listen to Jason Ryan's episode as well. What? But, did, uh, wait, what gonna, did we do? You guys did a Jason did an interview with you in the book. You don't even remember the, your fucking book interview, your your press tour that you did. Wait, you did who are we talking interview. about? You and Jace. You guys had an episode together. Jace is he that Jace, tall guy? The, that's like yes, the guy. Kinda, it's only he, been he, he one. Like, he's always on TikTok. Yeah, he's on. I guess he's on TikTok. I don't know if he's on it a lot. I mean, he's like, he's, I mean, he's like, only been I think he's like always on his, on, like on his phone. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, that's that's on his phone a little bit. Um, check it out. Check it out, guys. We miss Jace. I miss Jace. We're a mess without him. What's the movie meter, Ryan? What do you what do you think about this movie? I think I'm a solid seven. That's uh, good. Yeah, it's. I I wanted more like like battle scenes. <laughs> okay, and yeah, also yeah. some like critic or. I don't know if that song's copyrighted, but the Gremlin song's probably is okay. copyrighted. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But imagine Gremlin song playing, but I'm doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I-, I wanted more like Gremlins marching down the streets, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have loved a Critters version of that of those scenes. Yes, yeah. and the I think I was distracted by the town scenes. I think I think the town scenes were my least favorite because you had mm-hmm. like this inept cop, you had an inept police chief the the bowling alley scene was okay i guess but like i don't know it limited the amount of like isolation because they never said that like that town itself was cut off from society and it would have been pretty interesting to have maybe a children of the corn approach to where like this town is really removed from everything in the middle of nowhere and you don't know how to get out of it unless you're from there and i don't know i don't know ways of improving a movie that's low budget about little fur balls that eat people in Kansas. <laughs> I, it's really hard. It's really hard to tell. There was never like yeah. a part where I like was like, I am not loving this, mm-hmm. but I was never, except for in like one or two moments, I was never wowed by it either. Yeah. So I think that's fair. I think that's pretty darn totally. fair. I think that's pretty fair. Ryan, I think I'm, I'm coming down right there with you on a seven. I was thinking like a six or a seven. This movie's not perfect. Like you were saying, I think you could cut things out. Like, honestly, I mean, even though, like, the Charlie character was was kind of, uh, I guess, the way to introduce aliens to the thing, I don't think it necessarily needed to be there. Um, a lot of the town stuff could have been cut out. Like, there's pacing issues in here for sure. You could make this movie tighter. More critter shit. I, I wanted more of that. And um, they're, they're, But honestly, like, what are we expecting here? Like, it's a movie called Critters. You see the front cover. You see, like, the commercials here. Like, this is best case scenario, I think, for a movie like that. Um, I came away just enjoying it. I think even Roger Ebert like gave it a two thumbs up, which is like really surprising. Um, a lot of people liked this movie, and I think it it did well. And um, I can't really complain. You know, I'll tell people to watch it. Fuck it. Yeah, and it's not so scary that it will turn off people who don't like horror movies. Yeah, I might throw this on early in my uh, Halloween party. Yeah, it's it's a, it's just a ridiculous fun movie. <laughs> It's not like Thanks Killing, even though it uses puppets. There was okay. That's yeah. one thing I was gonna say. Dang, that's what yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Is like okay. there is a couple Thanks Killing esque moments, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I think this movie did successfully what Thanks Killing was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I mean about when there's the Thanks Killing theory, where people say, "Oh, it's 
it's supposed to be bad. Well, yeah, but they've never produced anything good either. So you don't know if, they, if they're doing it on purpose or they're doing it because they right. suck at making movies. This movie is kind of the... It's kind of like a good version of Thanksgiving, but there's only one or two jokes that are like kind of like shock humor jokes. Yeah. Or like yeah. catch it out of nowhere. I didn't know could just do that jokes. Right. And the shock humor is not like racist. No. Or like yes. And really. Yeah. Like. Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, for our Critters review, let us know what you think about this movie. Let us know what you think about our review of this movie. Do you agree? Do you like this movie? Have you seen this movie? Did did listening to us talk about it for an hour and spoiling almost everything make you want to see this movie? Um, I don't think I we spoiled so. everything. I think there's a lot of good critters-based content. There, yeah. There's someone out there without a like without a mental image of what a critter looks like. You who's like, I kind of want context. <laughs> I think you need image these, some of these images in your brain. Because I think this this movie is worth watching. I'll say it. Critters is worth watching. Stream it on HBO. It's out there. HBO ain't paying me to say that. All right. If you already have HBO, just why not? I guess that's the end of our episode. I don't really have any more. Like we don't pick the next movie because this is just a bonus episode. So uh, thanks for joining us, Jace. Hope you're having a great time in Japan and are enjoying this episode. Maybe if I release it now Oof. maybe you you'll i guess yeah so jace i hope you had a good trip and you're probably back at home now i've been for uh, three weeks going, going to work <laughs> back to your normal life <laughs> this is what we did though so now you know um i'm gonna play power of the night for you guys so you guys can listen to it yeah we get dmca yeah well is it is it play a portion of um the 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 song from this movie power mm-hmm. of the night yeah is a microcosm of the themes okay. in the movie that we just spent an hour talking about. Okay. To display this, mm-hmm. we were going to play a clip of the song. Great. Let's do we're gonna show we're gonna show for educational how, purposes. For education. And this is not for us. Right. This is for you. Enjoy Power of the Night. No. And enjoy don't enjoy it. Fuck. Learn that. from. H- hate it. And learn, and learn from, from it. <laughs> this clip. Learn from it, and that's it. No money coming from our end for this. Unless, no, no. Shadows falling, power of the night, streaks on.